Blog Talk Radio. Rifleman Radio Show on Appleseed Radio. <clears throat> the Rifleman Radio Show is brought to you by the Appleseed Project, which is the sole project of the Revolutionary War Veterans Association. The Revolutionary War Veterans Association is dedicated to bringing you the absolute best fundamentals of rifle marksmanship program in the United States today. And while we do that, we're going to talk to you about your American heritage, uh, about the history of America, how this country began, uh, who was involved in it, why they did it, which is a very important thing for you to know. Uh, You know, we tell folks at events that and you've probably heard this throughout your lives, that those who do not know their history are doomed to repeat it. And that's exactly the truth. You have to know your history to know why we do the things we do today and why we don't do other things that we don't do today. All right, later on in the show, we're going to have uh, Beth Schoenberg, recently from the Derry Brownfield show. Beth has been... A fantastic supporter of Appleseed since we since we first began, and she's good friends uh, to most of the folks uh, in the program. Uh, well, to all of the folks in the program, but she's she knows quite a few folks in the program. She's there in Missouri, and uh, and uh, she's tight with a lot of the crew, uh, a lot of the crews in that area. Uh, 
good friends with uh, Sam Damewood, and uh, he's been on the show with her. She's been on our show. I've been on her show, and she's just uh, she's good people. And she's starting up a project now. You know, as you as you guys know, I think we talked about this uh, a couple of months ago. Der- Derry Brownfield passed away, and and she's starting out. Uh, she's starting her own show, uh, much in the same way of the the same format of the Derry Brownfield show. And we want to make sure that we that we help our friends out. She's always, like I said, she's always been a faithful friend to us, and we want to make sure that we're a faithful friend to her when she needs us. So she's going to be on in just a little while, and she's going to uh, uh, she's going to tell us uh, the info uh, that what's going on, how you can hear the show, and uh, and stuff like that. How you can get in touch with her, and uh, we'll look forward to that. Uh, before we get before she comes on a little bit later, uh, we're going to talk about a few other things. And listen, uh, I I want you guys to uh, the folks who I've told that uh, we want to support, and we want to support all of the folks. Uh, if there's Appleseed members out there trying to do some kind of commercial venture, uh, and they need our help to get started, or, or they need our help. Uh, as patrons for their ventures, and we want to make sure that uh, that we get that information out and that folks know about them. Because just like just like any other group, we want to help our members, to uplift our members, and help them to succeed in the things they do in life. And we do that not just on the rifle range, not helping make sure that they are uh, they are shooting to rifleman standards, but we'd like to do it uh, in all aspects of our lives. We want to uplift them, let them know that we. Let them know the rest of the folks in the program. Let them know that we care about them. And when we can help other folks, that uh, we keep that on the top of our list to do so. That means that uh, if you need to purchase something and there is an Appleseed member that uh, is selling that something, then think about purchasing it from them. Think about helping them to succeed. And uh, the uh, the first person that we talked about, of course, was uh, Blue Feather. And uh, Blue Feather is one of the New Mexico instructors, and uh, she makes a great uh, line of handmade soaps. And uh, and I, of course, can endorse these uh, because uh, I got a, a handful of them for my use, and I'm out now, so I guess I'm going to have to get in touch with her. But if you Google Blue Feather uh, handmade soap, then you'll come up with... Uh, uh, her contact information, and get some soap from her. And it's, it's relatively inexpensive. Uh, I believe the soaps are, are around 5 to 10 bucks a, a bar uh, for handmade soap that's really great. So make sure that, uh, that we're also supporting our friends and members when we can by buying from them if they have commercial things. And on the same line, uh, if you have a venture, and I know that uh, there are a couple of folks that do because they've contacted me, and uh, uh, Jimmy out in New Mexico, if you're listening, then be sure and call in during the show because we want to get your information out. Jimmy has a uh, uh, a prepared food, uh, you know, kind of like uh, the freeze-dried uh, prepared food and stuff. He has a venture that he's doing, and we want to get uh, his information out there too. So if you have something that you want to 
some information you want to get out about a venture that you're doing, and we can give you a hand. And listen, for the folks at Blog Talk, I'm not charging for this. I'm not getting any any benefits off, off of this. I'm not even getting a free bar of soap or a free package of food. So I don't want it. Uh, I don't want them to think that I'm I'm pocketing uh, uh, advertisement money. <clears throat> I'm, I'm doing this because I think it's what we should be doing as Appleseed members, and that's supporting our brothers and sisters. So if you have something you want to get out, uh, some information you want to get out on some commercial venture that you're doing, you're welcome to do so. You call in at 347-308-8790. And uh, let me remind you guys, too, that we want to make sure that we are getting thanks out to all of the folks in the program that are doing a good job and we'd like to uh, use uh, the airtime to do that, too. If you've got uh, some of your instructors or just shooters uh, or really anybody in the program that's involved in the program and that they're doing a good job and you'd like to give them a pat on the air, a pat on the back on air, then I encourage you to do so. That's 347-308-8790. All right. As I said... The Appleseed Project is the absolute best fundamentals of rifle marksmanship program in the United States today. And uh, that's not just me saying that. That's uh, every uh, organization, every person that has uh, come to an event uh, uh, of note that has come to an event says we are the folks to go to for the fundamentals of rifle marksmanship. And once again, let me make, make this clear that the fundamentals of rifle marksmanship is not the basics of rifle marksmanship, all right? This isn't a kiddie course. Uh, we do accept uh, uh, kids and women and brand-new shooters, of course, but it's not a kiddie course. This isn't a course with training wheels. This is uh, far from that. This is going to be a, uh, a bare-knuckles uh, uh, drinking water from a fire hose two-day course that's going to force-feed you the fundamentals of rifle marksmanship. These are the things that you're going to need, regardless of where your shooting path takes you. Uh, if you want to become a high-power shooter, this is where you would start at Appleseed. We're gonna, we can jumpstart you and get you on the path very quickly to becoming a high-power shooter. Now, I'm not going to tell you that we're going to make you a high-power shooter, because we're not. That's up to you. But we're going to give you the fundamentals so that if you decide that's what you want to do and you apply yourself, there is no reason that you cannot uh, attain your goal of becoming a high-power shooter. <clears throat> if you just, uh, uh, if you are, uh, if you haven't been shooting, if you've never shot before, and you say, "Look, I'd like to, I'd just like to figure out how to shoot, how to load this thing, how to to shoot and hit what I'm aiming at," this is the course for you. If you are a uh, military or law enforcement, and you said, look, man, uh, I'm getting ready to deploy with my unit in a few months. I want to make completely sure that I can make the shot when it counts. This is the course for you. This is the course for you. If you are a law enforcement officer and you say, you know what, I think it's uh, in this uh, at this time in my career – uh, I'm going to go ahead and apply for SWAT school. Then this is the course you need to take before you take the SWAT rifle course. So the fundamentals of rifle, rifle marksmanship are the 
the skills and techniques that you will need regardless of where your shooting path is going to take you. Heck, even if you're just a hunter, if you're just a woodsman or a hunter and you go, you know what, <clears throat> I want to make sure I care about my craft. I care about uh, being a responsible hunter. I want to make sure that I've done everything I can in order to make sure that when I take a shot at that animal, that I'm not shooting uh, haphazardly, that I'm going to make the best shot I can so that I don't wound it, uh, that I'm going to kill the animal and uh, and then take it home make use of it. I'm going to do it in the most humane way possible. That means I need to make the shot correctly the first time, and I don't want to waste ammunition, and I want to make sure that I'm being a responsible hunter. This is the course for you. All right? So what it boils down to is that every single person is going to pick up a rifle and use it. This is the course that you need to take. Now, I'm not saying that uh, that we're going to teach you stuff, uh, and that everything we're going to teach you is stuff that you don't know, because <clears throat> we're not teaching uh, a course that is uh, that is brand new stuff that we just ginned up on our own, secret, uh, never be never before heard of stuff, <clears throat> what I'm talking about is uh, is the all the information, all the skills and techniques that have been boiled down, that have been derived through 500 years of uh, firearms use and that, uh, that have been proven by billions of rounds to be the correct way to shoot. All that we've done is we've gathered all the information into one pot and then we've boiled it down, we've boiled it uh, down to its very essence, so that we can give it to you in a few sentences uh, rather than uh, five or six or ten pages of esoterica. All right? <clears throat> We're going to give you the bare essence of it. We're going to make sure, even though it's a fast-paced course, we're going to make sure that you are understanding the skills and techniques and that you are beginning to understand how to master them uh, before we, we speed you the next spoonful or bucketful, as it were, uh, in the course. So <clears throat> this is absolutely the best deal. Oh, yeah, and I left out one part, too. It's the least expensive rifle marksmanship course that you're ever going to find, okay, ever. It's the least expensive course you're ever going to find because this course <clears throat> uh, is uh, – Appleseed is a uh, an all-volunteer it's a grassroots uh, organization, nationwide, all-volunteer uh, organization, not-for-profit, and uh, and we are much more interested in making riflemen than we are on making a dollar. Uh, and because of that, we've kept the prices down uh, at the bare minimum. And, you know, they haven't gone up in, uh, in since we began. It's still uh, seventy bucks for a two-day course that includes a really nice t-shirt all the uh, targets all the materials you'll need <clears throat> and uh, and that's uh, that is the most that you'll pay uh, if you pre-register and we'll talk about that, that in just a second there are plenty of uh, venues uh, I mean of uh, uh, of folks that we're going to uh, give a free pass on the uh, on the cost of the course, that is 
active duty guard and reserve, those folks are free. If you're an active duty member, a National Guard member, or a reserve member, then you're going to shoot free, all right? And listen, I talk to military folks all the time, and I'm ex-military. And uh, one of the things I always get from folks is, yeah, I was in the Army, or I was in the Navy, or the Air Force, or the Marines, so I already, I'm good to go. And you may be. If you were a Marine, I'm more likely to believe that uh, than any of the rest. I was in the Army. Uh, But I've also done, I don't know how many events I've done now, uh, but I've done a lot of events. I've seen over a 1,000 folks uh, come through the program, and I can tell you that being a military member does not mean that you can shoot. Just because you've shot a, uh, a rifle doesn't mean that you're any good with it. <clears throat> I've seen plenty of folks who, uh, who said, yeah, I fired an expert uh, in the uh, Army, or I fired an expert in the Marines, so I'm ready to go. I'm good to go. Here, get out of my way. I don't even want to listen to what you say. I'm just going to start shooting, okay? And they shoot. And they go, what happened? How did that happen? And there's two things. One, you probably uh, you probably overestimated the amount of instruction that you got in the military. And two, shooting is a perishable skill. If you don't stay with it, if you don't shoot, it goes away. <clears throat> so just because you were in the military doesn't mean you can shoot. It may mean that you have shot before at some point in your life and some point in your service that you did shoot, but it doesn't mean that you can shoot today. So uh, we've made the the course free for active duty, guard, and reserve. These are the folks who put their lives at risk uh, over and over in the service of their nation. We want to make sure that you can make the shot when it needs to be made. And listen, I've had uh, several conversations with different folks over the last few years, folks who say, look, I'm uh, uh, I'm medical, so, you know, I don't don't know that I need to shoot. And then uh, pilots, Uh, you know, I'm a uh, Blackhawk pilot, so really any shooting I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be doing it – uh, you know, off of my flight gear, I'll just uh, squeeze the the button of the trigger on the flight gear, and that'll activate the uh, chain guns or uh, or the rockets, etc. So that's really all I'm going to be doing. <clears throat> well, listen, <clears throat> uh, that's really never been a a safe answer for anybody, and especially nowadays. You know, nowadays we're all of the conflicts that we're involved in currently are all asymmetrical conflicts. That means that uh, there is not the uh, a very hard and bold black line labeled the uh, the FIBA between us and them. The FIBA is the forward edge of the battle area. There is constantly shifting lines, and then there are asymmetrical warriors within the areas that you are going to be uh, stationed in. So don't think that just because you are supply or medical or a pilot, etc., don't think that you don't need to be, uh, that you don't need to know how to handle your rifle. Uh, pilots, a great deal of the time, get uh, their aircraft taken away from them by folks on the ground, and then they've got to figure out something else. 
medical uh, supply folks over and over. These folks uh, get tossed into the fray uh, at a moment's notice. They need to know how to shoot. Everybody in the military, uh, the the one thing that you need to know uh, is that whenever you raise your hand up and you sign in, you start off as an infantryman. That's first and last is what you are as a grunt. First and last, the tool that's going to be assigned to you to save your life is going to be a rifle. All right, you may go on to different places from there, but it all boils down to the same thing. At the end of the day, at the middle of a uh, uh, of a battle, I don't care what your MOS is. If you're wearing a uniform, then there's a good chance that somebody may stick a rifle in your hand and say, "Okay, let's go, you and you." So it behooves you to have this in your. Uh, in your chest of drawers where you keep all the rest of your tools. <clears throat> all right. <clears throat> the uh, next category is law enforcement. In law enforcement, the same thing. They they put their lives at risk every time they put on the uniform, clip the badge on, and walk out on the streets. We want to make sure that this training, that this, uh, I call it training, this, this instruction is available to them. And we want to make sure that uh, that you guys, that you are always talking to law enforcement and to the military and let them know that we're offering it to them free and uh, getting them to come to events and bring their friends. <clears throat> Women and children are uh, $10 and $5 respectively. Uh, and that's a discount off of the $70, which is a discount off of the 250 to $500 for a weekend. So $10 for a weekend for a woman is uh, is basically nothing. $5 for the kids. And uh, and we will give the women and children in that weekend, we will give them, we'll load them down with a lifetime's worth of skills and techniques and a, a foundation in rifle safety. So this is uh, an absolute uh, excellent deal. All right, the $70 for the weekend for everybody else that I met, that I uh, mentioned a while ago, that's if you pre-register for the event. If you just walk on, if you're a walk-on to the event, it's going to be another $10. That's 80 bucks. So what we'd like for you to do is make sure that you pre-register for the events. And that's not just to not just for you, that's for us too. But listen, <clears throat> the uh, uh, the events are uh, they are selling out on a regular basis, all right? <clears throat> so the days of you just walking straight onto the line and saying, let's go, give me my, uh, get me on the line, I'm going to start shooting. Uh, I'm not going to tell you they're over because they're not. You can still walk onto a lot of lines. But I'm telling you that you're rolling the dice, too that uh, you may walk onto one of the, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one of the eight current ones that are sold out, and they're going to say, oh, man, I'm sorry you drove all that way. I wish you would have pre-registered so you would have had a place on the line. But it's not just for you, all right? You want to make sure that you're pre-registered so that you have a place on the line. We want to make sure that you're pre-registered so that you have a place on the line and so that we know how many folks are coming to the event? Because we look at the pre-registrations, and that's what we base uh, how many instructors we're going to send to that event for. 
and uh, the amount of materials, etc. So make sure that you do yourself a favor, do us a favor, and get pre-registered. So how do you do that? <clears throat> well, here's what you do. Uh, every weekend, with uh, uh, every weekend of the year, somewhere in the United States, within a reasonable driving distance of you, is an Appleseed Rifle Marksmanship Weekend. All right, and here's how you find it. You go to rwva.org. That's our homepage, rwva.org, rwva.org. That's the homepage. At the top of the homepage, you'll see a list of tabs across the top. The second one from the left says Appleseed. All right, put your cursor on that. You'll get a drop-down menu. On the drop-down menu, select Schedule. That'll take you to a page that has a map of the United States on it. If you just want to check and see what events are going on in your state, Put your cursor on that state and click it, and it'll draw up the events in your state. If you want to see what's going on across the United States, then there's a hot link embedded in the text above it. All right, so once you've selected your state, you take a look at the the events that are listed there, and then don't be a panty waste, all right? Don't think about going to an event go to an event. This is no different than a uh than going to a CPR class or uh or or any of the other classes. You can when you come upon the person uh laying on the ground just uh, at the accident and they just tumble out of their car and they're laying there and they can't breathe and you say, Man, you know, I I keep meaning to take that CPR course and I keep forgetting. Guess how much good that's going to be for that person laying there on the ground? Absolutely zero. If you want to take a uh, CPR course, go take it. Go take it. Get it under your belt. Have it there ready as a tool you can use. If you're going to go to a rifle marksmanship course, go to rwva.org, find the course, and pre-register for it. All right. I'm going to go through a listing of of the events nationwide real quick. Uh, I I do this, and I know that you all of you guys can all go to rwva.org. And you can read the list. You don't need me to do it for you. I do it. I do it for me. I do it for me because I love to do it. I do it because I love to read the names. I, lo- I love to look uh, at the list of events across the United States and see a whole computer screen. Well, it's actually two for the 28th and 29th a whole computer screen of May 28th and 29th. I don't know how many that is, but it's got to be close to 35 or 40. All right, because I still remember when all of the events across the United States uh, took up less than, uh, uh, probably less than three inches. And this is not from Eventbrite because we didn't have it then. But less than three inches of uh, of space, um uh, in a post on the forum, you know, one on top of the other. It took about three inches to cover the whole United States. <clears throat> I love looking at the events laid out in city after city after city on one weekend, and then scrolling down a little bit and seeing city after city after city on the next weekend, and the next, and the next. It makes me very proud of our organization. Makes me very proud of all the folks that I know that are doing this, all the different people. I can't name every one of them, but I, I'm telling you, 
we have a great group of folks, and uh, and it makes me very proud to be a part of that. To know that that I count myself in the in the same uh, list and group of friends as uh, uh, VA shooter and JB and uh, and Dragonwood and Hawk Haven and uh, Techress and uh, let's see I'm gonna, I'm gonna call off some of the people from the from the radio show chat room because uh, the little folks in here listening. Uh, anyway, it makes me very proud to to be part of the of the group of folks uh, of all volunteers who are dedicating so much time and energy to try and make things right. These guys aren't guys that are. They're not sitting on the couch, living their life through 30-minute situational comedy uh, programs on TV. And you know the folks that I'm talking about. They they get on that couch, they click on the 30-minute sitcom. You have a nice, happy group of folks, happy-go-lucky group of folks that come on, and everybody's happy. But then, all uh, lo and behold, there's a drama, a dramatic. Uh, crisis inserted. They tackle that dramatic crisis in a in a in a humorous way. They get it resolved, and by the end of the thirty minutes, life is good again, and you can just surf over to the next one. Get over there real quick, and your feet uh, don't even have to touch dry land. They can just get right over there to that next situational comedy. You click on that, and life is good. There's no problems. There's nothing you have to worry about. All it is is just a a wonderful, happy-go-lucky life. But the problem is that it's not. And there are a lot of things that aren't right with the nation. And I'm talking about, uh, I'm not talking about political parties, okay? Let's make sure that I... I get that out. I'm not talking about political parties or anything like that. I'm talking about things that start out right at your own doorstep. Start right out at your own doorstep and move out from there. There are a lot of things that are wrong in the nation. And and when you come to an Appleseed event, we're going to talk to you about some of the things. I'm not talking about telling you about icebergs. I'm not talking about uh, we're going to get there, we're going to talk to you about <clears throat> House Bill uh, XYZ or anything like that. <clears throat> no, I'm going to talk, we're going to talk to you about something much more dangerous than that, and that is your personal responsibility in these events, your personal responsibility in the nation. That means that when you come to an event, we're going to talk to you about that that you have a personal responsibility, a non-delegatable, open-ended responsibility to safeguard the liberties and freedoms that living in this nation affords you. And that is a scary thing. And once you're told about it, then then you have really only two things you can do. Number one, you can go back to the <clears throat> you can go back to the couch. You can go back to 
the situational comedies, and you could deny that anybody even mentioned it to you at the Appleseed. Yeah, we uh, we did some shooting and stuff like that. It was good. Uh, probably not for me. I probably won't be going back. I got uh, too much, much, too many other things I got to do here. Too many other things. <clears throat> like what? The other thing you can do is realize that you do have a responsibility. You do have a debt that you owe just by virtue of the fact that you live in this nation. You have a debt that you owe to those who have come before and, even more important, to those who will come after. Then you'll have to accept that responsibility, and this is where the hard part comes in. Then, once you've accepted it, now you've got to do something. Now you got to do something besides the sitcom thing. And I just use that for an example. Lots of people have, everybody has a life. Everybody has something they got to do. Everybody has uh, a job, uh, school, kids, birthdays, funerals, uh, football games, baseball games, you name it. Everybody has it. But... This is a pretty important thing. Having the responsibility, the non-delegatable, open-ended responsibility of safeguarding the freedoms and liberties of your nation is a pretty important thing. And what we try and do is get people to understand that and then accept that responsibility and start doing things about it. All right? The first thing you can do is come to an apple seed. And then once you've done that, you can uh, set yourself a goal of uh, shooting to rifleman standards. And once you've done that, then you can decide to become an instructor with the Apple Seed Project and begin uh, teaching folks about rifle marksmanship and American heritage and about their sacred responsibilities, about what those who have come before have done, and about what we have to do in order to protect those who will come after us. <clears throat> All right, so you want to find out how to go to one? Like I said, go to rwva.org. Look at the tabs on top. You'll see Appleseed. Put your cursor on that. You'll get a drop-down menu. Select Schedule. Click on that. You'll come to a map of the United States. Click on either your state, or to see the events across the nation, click on the hot link embedded in the text above. All right, the uh, coming weekend is the May 28th and 29th weekend, and it starts off in Boaz, Kentucky, followed by Bowling Green, Missouri, Calverton, New York, Castle Rock, Washington. Chaplin, Connecticut is Saturday, May 28th. That's a one-day event. Let me remind the folks that if you're having trouble getting a local range to accept a two-day event, which would make the range closed for two whole days on a weekend, when they're trying to make their money, etc., try and sell them a one-day event so that they can see what we're doing. Telling a person about Appleseed is good, about what we do, etc., is good. But there's no way to really make somebody understand what we do at Appleseed unless they come to an event. All right? And I've told you this before, that that you can tell somebody all day long about how good that first bite of a fresh baked 
uh, home-baked loaf of bread is. Take it out of the oven, tear off that end piece, and take a nice big bite of that. Mm. You can tell somebody how good it tastes all day long, but they're never going to understand. They'll know that it's good, but they're never going to understand until they take a bite themselves. So that's what, we're gonna, what's what we want you to do, is try and get them to take a bite of the loaf of bread by having a one-day event at their range, or have a mini apple seed, have a couple of hours, have a four-hour event if you can't get a one-day, to show them what we're doing and introduce them to it and see if they won't give you a, a full weekend then. All right. So the Chaplain, Connecticut, Saturday, May 28th, is a one-day event. Back to the full weekend, 28th and 29th, is Chillicothe, Illinois, the Dallas-Fort Worth-Quill Creek Ladies Only event, May 28th and 29th, is sold out. And uh, let me put in here again, too, that <clears throat> this is the event that Double uh, L uh, has worked out with the uh, Diva, Diva Wow organization, uh, Women Outdoors Worldwide. And uh, I told you before that uh, if you would like to get a ladies-only event going, then please contact uh, the Diva organization because every time we've done it, uh, we've had uh, great participation from them and promotions and everything else, and they're always sold out. They're always sold out. If you're looking for some sold-out events for your state, why wouldn't you do this? Why wouldn't you? It only takes a few phone calls, a few emails. You set up the event just like you would any other, except that this time you're going to partner with Diva Wow. And uh, you're going to get them to uh, to help you, and you're going to help them, and you're going to do a ladies-only event and sell it out. <clears throat> All right, uh, May 28th and 30th is a three-day event in Eleanor, West Virginia. Back to the 28th and 29th in Eureka, Kansas, Evansville, Indiana, Fredericksburg, Texas, Gardnerville, Nevada, Gibsonburg, Ohio, Glen Helen, California, Grand Island, Nebraska. Gunnison, Colorado, Kingman, Arizona, Lewiston, Idaho, Manchester, Tennessee, Messina, New York, Menominee, Wisconsin, Montrose, Iowa, Mayaka City, Florida, uh, New Philadelphia, Ohio, Rama, Colorado, Ramsur, North Carolina. That's the home range. Ramsur, North Carolina is May 28th, 29th, and 30th. It's a three-day event, Ramsur, North Carolina. Back to the 28th and 29th is Riley, Indiana, Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania, Troop, New York, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, Van Etten, New York, is Saturday, May 28th. Colebrook, Connecticut is Sunday, May 29th. Rama, Colorado is one day, Monday, May 30th. That takes us to the June 4th and 5th weekend, which begins in Amarillo, Texas, followed by Atlanta, Indiana, Bloomington, Illinois, Castleton, North Dakota, Clinton, Illinois, College Station, Texas, Fresno, California, Gainesville, Florida, Hartford, Connecticut, uh, Houghton Lake, Michigan, Lake Jackson, Texas is a ladies-only event, uh, June 4th and 5th. This is another uh, uh collaboration that we're doing. Lewiston, Pennsylvania, June 4th and 5th, Miamiburg, Ohio, Pine Bluffs, Wyoming, Rainbow, California, Sherburn, Louisiana, Shyockton, Wisconsin, Tacoa, Georgia, Washburn, Missouri. Okay, there we go. Waterman, Illinois, 
Weir, New Hampshire, Kaysville, Utah starts off the June 10th and 11th weekend, and that is actually the Friday and Saturday. That uh, Kaysville, Utah, June 10th and 11th is Friday and Saturday. The regular weekend is 11th and 12th. That starts off in Augusta, Georgia, followed by Azusa, California, Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania, Bedford, Indiana, Birmingham, Alabama, Boulder City, Nevada, Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, Como, Mississippi, Dadeville, Missouri, Dallas-Fort Worth, Quail Creek, Texas, June 11th and 12th is also sold out. That's another uh, uh, DFW event. Davila, Texas, June 11th and 12th, Eureka, California, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, Knob Creek, Kentucky, Lewiston, Idaho, Marshall, Minnesota, Montpelier, Virginia, Ottawa, Illinois, Piru, California, Racine, Wisconsin, Ramsar, North Carolina, St. Augustine, Florida, Shenandoah, Iowa, Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, I know that the Sherburne, Louisiana events have been closed. I don't know that the Shreveport has. Be sure and check the event information page and check the forum uh, for that event. Uh, and then I'll make sure that I get the information out to you uh, next week. Troop New York is also June 11th and 12th. Winslow, New Jersey. Zanesville, Ohio. New Salem, North Dakota is Saturday, or Friday, June 17th. It's a one-day event, Friday, June 17th, New Salem, North Dakota. All right, the regular weekend, which is the 18th and 19th of June, starts out in Atlanta, Texas, followed by Bellevue, Michigan, Bonfield, Illinois, Burlington Flats, New York, Castro Valley, California, Chaplin, Connecticut, Corona, California, Eureka, Kansas, Fountain, Colorado, Harvard, Massachusetts, Hinckley, Minnesota, Hopewell Junction, New York, that's a new one uh, I haven't seen before, Hopewell Junction. And, and there are quite a few of these. Every time I read the list, for every weekend, there's usually one or two new locations. You know, I'll read the location. I'll, I'll realize that, that it is a new location. And I love seeing that. That's another one of the reasons that I do this. <clears throat> uh, Ubertus, Wisconsin, Saturday, June 18th is a one-day event. Katy, Texas, June 18th and 19th. This is a, a new location here in Texas. <clears throat> Lemoore, California, June 18th and 19th. Mannheim, Pennsylvania, June 18th and 19th. McLean, Illinois, 18th and 19th. Minot, North Dakota. Mayaka City, Florida. New Bremen, New York. New Lisbon, Wisconsin. Noblesville, Indiana. Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Roswell, New Mexico, Sacramento, California, Smithville, Texas, Suamico, Wisconsin, Sunland, California, Winterset, Iowa, Dalton, New Hampshire starts off the 23rd and 24th, followed by Afton, Oklahoma, wait a minute, the 23rd and 24th, that is a Thursday and Friday, because Afton, Oklahoma is June 25th and 26th, as are the rest for that weekend. So the 23rd for 24th is a Thursday and Friday in Dalton, New Hampshire. Right, the regular weekend of June 25th and 26th starts off in Afton, Oklahoma. Boyceville, Wisconsin, 
Calverton, New York, uh, June 25th and 26th is ladies only. Carrollton, Kentucky, 25th and 26th, as is El Paso, Texas. Gibsonburg, Ohio, Glen Helen, California. Gunnison, Colorado. La Crosse, Wisconsin. Lincoln, Nebraska, Manchester, Tennessee. Messina, New York, Mayaca City, Florida. New Philadelphia, Ohio, North Porter County, Indiana. Osage Beach, Missouri, Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania, and Victoria, Illinois, June 25th and 26th. That takes us a whole month ahead. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> that is a lot of events. And uh, and I'm very, very uh, proud that uh, that we have them. All right. <clears throat> the uh, the topic for tonight is uh, ex uno dice omnes, and uh, that is the Latin from. Uh, that uh, translates as from one person learns many others. And that is the premise of what we're doing. From one person learns many others. And the whole point of what we're doing is is for each person that comes through the program to become a teacher. And uh, we know that each person that comes to the program is not going to become an instructor. That'd be great. But it doesn't happen. However, for knowledge to be of any value, it has to be passed on. It has to exit the mind of the person that that it is uh, contained in and be given to another. Otherwise, it's completely worthless, right? Uh, you could have a, a person who was an absolute genius. It knew everything, knew the, uh, the answer to, uh, to Einstein's uh, uh, theory of relativity, the theory of everything that could, uh, it could link all the, the fields together. Uh, he could know all about time travel. He could know about the cure for cancer. Uh, everything. Every single thing. He could. His mind could hold the answer to every question uh, you ever had. Her mind. His her, mind. Her mind. Either one. And yet, if they don't open their mouth and share it, it's useless. Then they may, they may well, uh, they may just as well... Uh, have had a a cantaloupe for a brain uh, for any amount of good that it's going to do, right? Until that person shares that information, until they pass that information on, it's useless. If it just sits in their head, it does no good whatsoever. Each and every one of us, uh, at the core of us, are teachers, Right? You've always been a teacher. Look back and see uh, 
through your uh, your past, through your history, and see what you've done. <clears throat> if you uh, if a person uh, was uh, was if they ask you for directions to someplace, or they told you they're going somewhere, and and it's not the right way to get there, and you tell them the right way. Uh, if your uh, kid brother, your kid sister is trying to tie their shoelace, and they're not they're not doing it right, and you you help them figure out the right way to do it. Uh, on and on. It's in our nature. It's it's our nature to do this, and <clears throat> and for any knowledge that you have for it to do any good, it has to be passed on. And the same goes for us as instructors for the Appleseed Project, as uh, as folks who have just attended an event. We're going to ask you to do what is the seventh step of firing the shot. We, you, everyone knows about these six steps to firing the shot if you've been to an event. If you haven't been to an event, come to an event, and we'll be glad to tell you what the six steps to firing the shot are. But when they get through with teaching you the six steps to firing the shot, when you've mastered the six steps to firing the shot, then you need to know that there is the seventh step to firing the shot. And that's passing it on, passing the information on. And it doesn't matter if you become an instructor or not. Well, it matters to me. I don't want to say it doesn't matter because it matters to me because every every time a new instructor comes on, you know, our force is multiplied and with many hands, the the load gets lighter. I want you all to become instructors. I want everyone who tends to become an instructor, but even if they don't, uh, you're still going to teach. You're still going to pass this on, the information that you learn. Uh, I've been to, uh, I don't know how many now, seven or eight schools that I've gone and given talks to. And uh, listen, by the way, this isn't a, a good, easy way to get to get the information out to folks at the schools, just just talk to your schools. If you have a kid in school, talk to the school. Ask if you can come uh, give a talk about the Revolutionary War whenever they're in that uh, that particular uh, instructional phase. And uh, and most of the grades are going through it at some point. Ask if you can come. Even if you don't have a kid attending, you can still pitch the idea to the school, and they're more than more than likely they're going to say, sure, that would be great. We'd love to hear about that. That's what your organization does? Well, yeah, we'd love to do that. We'd love to have you come and talk to the kids. And they'll round up uh, uh, 50, 100, 200, 300 kids, and uh, they will sit in front of you very attentively while you tell them the uh, the three strikes of the match story. And then from then on, those kids are going to be able to tell others about it because now they have that information. Now they have that knowledge that the that Paul Revere did not say the British are coming, the British are coming. Each and every one of you, once you have the information from, and it doesn't have to be just from an apple seed, all right, because we're we're also going to tell you that you need to be, you need to be searching out information 
on your own. You can't just uh, you can't wait for somebody to spoon feed it to you or to deliver it to you because because the the intentions or the agenda of the information delivery person uh, may not be altruistic. All right, so you need to make sure, and you do it even with the information you hear from Appleseed. You go and check on it on your own. Check on it uh, and make sure that uh, what we're telling you is the right stuff. That's the only way you're going to know that uh, what you're hearing anywhere is the truth, is by uh, checking out the information yourself. Trust but verify, as I've heard it said before. But in order for you, in order for you, in order for the information that you have to do any good, you're going to have to pass it on. Now, We want to make sure that there are instructors, that you as an instructor and myself as an instructor, are always doing the best that we can, keeping ourselves as sharp as we can, and make sure that the information that we put out is of the highest quality that we can put out. And you do that by making sure that uh, that you you never stop learning. You're always trying to to learn more. Uh, you read more books about April 19th, 1775, so that you can tell a better three strikes. Uh, you practice, you dry fire, uh, and you practice live firing. Uh, even if you're an instructor and you've already shot the rifleman scores, you still stay current in your live firing so that you don't forget what it feels like to execute the shot by the six steps. You stay current in all of your uh, in all of your teaching information, and listen, I, I've done a lot of apple seeds, a lot now. And you know what? <clears throat> even though uh, even though I have just about everything memorized, there is no way that I would go to an event without spending at least uh, I would say at least eight hours prepping for that event, going back through my notes, going back through the manual, making sure that uh, I was completely crystal clear on all of the information that I'm getting ready to give out to folks. All right, I want to make sure that I look sharp and that I, as a representative of my organization, the Apple Project, that I bring credit to the organization through my actions, through my ability to instruct. So I'm keeping myself as sharp as possible and I am delivering the information to the folks who are attending, and then I'm making sure that the message gets across to them that the stuff that I'm giving them, the information that I'm giving them, that they cannot take it home and put it in the closet with their rifle and let it get dusty and rusty. In order for, in order for it to have any meaning, They'll have to get out and shoot, and they're going to have to get out and teach. And like I said, it doesn't have to be a formal thing. You don't have to go out and be and formally teach, but you need to make sure that you're passing on the information that you uh, that you just got at the event, and uh, and make sure that you're following the advice of the folks that have talked to you at the event when they tell you that. Uh, it is your responsibility to safeguard the freedoms and liberties, and that the way that you do that is making sure that that you are active 
in uh, in the process and the governing process of the nation, then that's what you do. You make sure that you are active in the governing process of the nation. You keep current with the events, with the events that are affecting our nation and the world, and you make sure that you have a relationship developed with your, with all of your uh, representatives. Now, I'm talking about all the way from your front door to Washington D.C. That everybody that uh, has any bearing on any part of that journey that you keep abreast of the information which concerns you, your home, your community, your family, your county, your city, your state, and your nation, and you develop a relationship with the person who is representing your interest in each of those locations. That's what you have to do. That's what you're going to find out at a Appleseed Rifle Marketship event, and then that's what you're going to have to do. And listen, it doesn't take every minute of your life. It takes about five minutes a week uh, to do the contacting. Now, you're going to have to read the paper. You're going to have to do research uh, and stay abreast of things uh, on the Internet and, uh, and listening to the radio and, and watching some news shows uh, in order to make sure that you stay abreast of the information that's going to affect you and your nation. But you have to know about it uh, if you're going to vote on it, and you have to vote. All right, uh, like I said, if you have uh, if you have a a commercial enterprise that uh, that you would like to get mentioned on the air, then we would love to mention it for you. All right, so if you have something that you want to uh, to put out, if you have uh, uh, if you have uh, any kind of company, and you would like to uh, like to have us mention it on the air, then go ahead and call in. Our number is three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero, and uh, we'll be glad to uh, to get you on the air so you can mention what you do and how it uh, may benefit other Appleseed folks. And then if you want to give somebody a thanks, if you want to thank somebody for uh, passing their uh, PC3 and becoming an IIT3 or by getting their red hat or becoming a new shoot boss, then we would love to hear about that. One of the things that the organization is really good at doing is dishing out the work. We do that uh, all day long every day. And uh, and one of the things that we're not so good at doing is... Uh, is giving folks thanks. Uh, so be sure and call in if you'd like to uh, to give someone a thank you for that. <clears throat> All right. Sorry about that. <clears throat> like I said, you guys probably think I'm in... Uh, I'm in some kind of a nice radio station, and uh, and I've got people that bring me coffee and uh, and a glass, uh, soundproof proof and stuff. But I'm not. I'm I'm sitting at the kitchen table 
listening to my my dog bark because I've got it. Uh, I got the one dog uh, tied up, and uh, and I have uh, my children coming in asking me questions, and because uh, um, once again I'm home alone with the kids tonight. <clears throat> but uh, but I'd like for you guys to uh, to stay on. Uh, or get into the habit of make sure that you that you do give folks uh, the pats on the back that that they deserve for the work that they're doing. Because they, uh, everybody here is a volunteer, and uh, and nobody's getting paid for this. They're doing it because uh, they have accepted their responsibility. They've accepted the fact that uh, they need to do something, and. Uh, and they're donating their their time that they could be doing other stuff with, and we want to thank them. All right, one more thing that I want to uh, that I want to bring up to you guys is this. Uh, right, first, let me get the uh, let me get the sold out events out here. <clears throat> the uh, as I told you, the DFW Quail Creek Lady Seed is sold out, and as is the following weekend at uh, Quail Creek, which is uh, June 11th and 12th. At the same time, Bedford, Indiana, is uh, 25 of 27, and may well be sold out by this time. If you want to make sure that you've got a place at the Bedford, Indiana event, uh, you better go straight to Eventbrite right now and get hooked up. June 18th, Annapolis, Maryland. This is a special shoot with the Wounded Warriors program. And uh, if you want more details about this, if you want more details about this, uh, uh, hold on one, hold on one second here. If you want more details about that, then get in touch with Big H on the forum, and uh, and I'm going to try and get him on. Maybe he can come on this next week and talk about this because uh, I'm not sure exactly. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what all the details uh, of this are. If somebody there is listening, then uh, that knows about this. Once you call in, let the call screener know that uh, that you want to get some information out about the Annapolis, Maryland shoot on June 8th, which is a special shoot with Wounded Warriors. Now, I know that the uh, Annapolis location has been one that has been selling out uh, consistently. I mean, they've, they've sold out uh, at least a half dozen of the last 12 events, I believe. So <clears throat> if there's someone listening right now that... Uh, that knows about the uh, special shoot in Annapolis, Maryland, June 18th, uh, then uh, please give us a call and let us know. <clears throat> the uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is that uh, Troy Tuggle, who uh, heads up the new project for NRA, which is the NRA uh, National Defense Match, uh, I spoke with him this 
uh, about a week or two ago. And uh, he wanted to uh, let everybody know about the new program that uh, the that the NRA has started uh, because he felt that it might be something that uh, that Appleseed folks might want to uh, to give a try. And uh, I don't think that's a bad idea. It's a, it's a completely brand-new program. For more information uh, on that, uh, you can check out their website and... Uh, let me see. I'll get to give you the website real quick for this. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> anyway, it's a uh, it is a brand new uh, shoot, a brand new NRA shoot, and they'll be uh, they'll be introducing it. I believe this coming summer at Camp Perry when they have the matches there. Now the first match is going to be invitation only, but uh see what I'll do. The the website is uh kind of long. I'm just gonna cut and paste it into the uh into the chat room and uh and then you can uh, you can grab it out of there. Anyway, uh, if you uh, Google uh, NRA National Defense Match, <clears throat> that will give you more information on it. But uh, if any of the folks, uh, any of the folks who have uh, gone to an apple seed and have shot to rifleman standards, if you're looking for something more after you uh, have considered becoming an instructor with the program and teaching others, then there's one of the things that. Uh, that you can also consider. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> uh, we have Beth Schoenberg. She's going to be on in just a little while, and uh, and I told her to. Uh, she'll let the the call screener will catch her, and they'll give me the information on it, and. Uh, and we'll bring her on in just a little while. But uh, let's go ahead and take uh, one or two calls now. Uh, area code 850-602, you're on there. Hello. Hello. Yes. Uh, yeah, you're on this air. is man. This is uh, Coyote 223, or Crazy Wolf 223, I'm sorry. Um, Crazy Wolf 223. Right. Okay. I'm, I'm I'm online too, so I'm I'm kind of. Give me a second. Let me mute. Okay. Uh, let me mute. There we go. Anyway, website is on the blog. Uh, I do have uh, my own business going. It's uh, mcadelman. dot com. Okay, and what is it that you're doing? Uh, I am a firearms instructor and also a gunsmith. Okay. And I've been in basically in business since the first of the year. And I have been firearms instructor for going on seven years now. 
All right. Are you with the Appleseed Project? I have uh, the range that I was a uh, range safety officer at. We had a couple of them, and the last one was in April, the first weekend. Uh-huh. And uh, because of my finance, financial situation right now, it's kind of hard for me to make them when we do have them up here again. Plus, I was also wondering if they could actually get a uh, boot camp going up here because there are some people up here that are interested in becoming instructors. Okay, where are you at? Pensacola, Florida. Pensacola, Florida. Okay. Well, are you on the forum? Are you, I'm are on, you on the Apple Talk Radio. Forum? No, I, no, I mean, do uh, believe I am. Okay. If you're on the forum... Then okay. uh, send, send a personal message to, uh, it's an SKS. Yes, I, and, I do uh, know. Okay, you know him? Yep. All right, uh, talk to him about uh, getting you a uh, an RBC, a Rifleman's Boot Camp, or an, an IBC, an Instructor's Boot Camp set up there. And listen, uh, if you uh, if you shoot the Rifleman's Standards and uh, and accept the hat, then you don't have to pay for any more events. <laughs> I know. I do know. And I know that uh, if you're doing this uh, commercially, uh, and I know that uh, as an instructor, we're all volunteers. Nobody gets paid. But it's also a way yep, to help pay pay the debt that we owe to those and, uh, and to help out because you know that uh, – that even with uh, folks going to Appleseeds, and you know what, even uh, it's actually even better. The folks going to an Appleseed, you know, they set themselves a goal of becoming, uh, of improving their marksmanship, improving their rifle marksmanship, and then they do. They improve their rifle marksmanship. And then, uh, in almost every case, you have them asking the follow-on question, which is, what next? What can I do next? And that's a great place for somebody like yourself to be because you can mm-hmm. say, well, as a matter of fact, I teach uh, this and this and this and this. And uh, we'd be glad to uh, – I'll give you my card, and I'll be glad to, uh, you know, to offer you this instruction. So, it's, you know, it's a great place uh, to grab folks who are looking for more, who are, who are they're ready to go after the next step. Because the first step, getting folks to take the first step and getting them to come to a uh, an apple seed, uh, that's usually the hardest thing, uh, especially with folks that don't have a lot of firearms uh, experience. Now, once they get some, and once they, the ice is broken, and they are uh, they at least have familiarity with firearms, then then they're 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 more apt to take another course than to get somebody who just has no uh, has no experience to get them to sign up for a course, especially, you know, for a paid well, course. I, yes, I understand that. Uh, and even then, whoever does come to the apple seed, if they have very limited knowledge as far as the firearms go, it's better for them to learn from scratch than trying to break somebody else's bad habits. Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> well, uh, I saw you posted your site in the uh, in the chat room, but go ahead and give it to us once again. 
chat room. It's www.mcaddleman.com. All right. Now, I know that uh, I read in there that you, and you said that you do do some gunsmith's work. So if somebody needs some work, uh, uh, I guess just about anywhere, but especially there in Florida, they can give you a, uh, they can give you a look and see. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have anything else that you uh, that you would like to get out? Uh, let's see. Uh, still looking for some extra work too. Uh, I have a construction background, concrete, uh, form carpenter. So uh, pretty much kind of a jack of all trades. Do a little, do a whole lot of stuff. All right. Well, uh, what about uh, the apple seed? When you went to the apple seed, was it what you thought it was going to be? I've been to three of them in the last two years. Uh, I think we had four four of them on the range so far. Um, I like the presentation. The uh, shoot bosses are all excellent. The instructors, the red hat or yellow or yeah, red hats were excellent. Everybody. What about the safety program? You said you're a range safety officer. What about the safety program Correct. at the Apple Seeds? Uh, safety is uh, utmost on every one of them that I've been to. Uh, the instructors are carefully checking everybody's rifle when it's on the ground, make sure everybody's got the, the safeties on, uh, flags in, and they do emphasize that very well. Uh, I wish the range would would pick up on a lot of the uh, safeties that the apple seed does and keep it permanent at the range, but I'm no longer there, and I try to keep it that way. Well, great. Well, listen, Crazy Wolf, <laughs> thank you for calling in tonight, and uh, and I hope that uh, I hope that you'll think about uh, you know about becoming an instructor. And uh, I'm throwing your lot in with us, uh, you know, as it goes along. And uh, and anytime you want to call in, if you want to call back in again, we'll be glad to have you. And I thank uh, you. And thanks for what you're doing. I thank you, and I thank you for what you're doing, too. Uh, I try and get on every week, at least to listen on the Internet and try and get in a chat room now and just to say hello and... How's everybody doing? All right. Well, thank you, sir. You don't have to hang up. I'm going to close the mic, though, and uh, and I'll see you I, I next week. I will hang up. I'm going to go on the internet. I'm, I'm going to go back on the internet. All righty. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you. All right. Uh, if anybody else wants to uh, to get out uh, uh, information on what they're doing, like I said, we'll be glad to <clears throat> we'll be glad to put you on because it's something that. Uh, that I want to to make a part of what we're doing because uh, I want us to help our brothers and sisters in uh, in their ventures. All right, so call three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero, and uh, we'll see about uh, about getting you on. All right, uh, I'm going to bring on uh, Kirk. Kirk, welcome to the show. You listen? 
Area code 713-553, you're on the air. Area code 713-553, you're on the air. Yeah, it's me. Okay. All right, hold on. There we go. All right, welcome to the show. Who is this? Uh, this is uh, Opossum, Texas. was on the forum. haven't been real active there. I've talked to you before. And every time I try to listen in on the uh, on the telephone, you nab me. And I'm crazy enough. Uh. <laughs> I'll talk to you. Well, then, then you must, deep down, you must have a desire to get on the air and speak then because if you didn't, you just you, you just wouldn't show up. Yeah, well, well, being a ham radio operator, that's a foregone conclusion. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. And uh, and did you have anything that uh, that you wanted to get out to the folks tonight? Not really, other than uh, thank you very much for your show. I don't know how it would stay together as well as it does without you doing what you do. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, we try and... You know, initially the the radio show, my initial the, the initial idea for it was just to be, uh, just to be a place to get uh, to put uh, instructional information on for the instructors and stuff. You know, uh, to have uh, have a program on uh, on safetying rifles and calling a line, et cetera, stuff like that. But uh, but it. Turned to uh, turned out to be a little bit more, and uh, and I really appreciate everybody's involvement in it because uh, you know one person can get on the radio and they can start talking, but it's neither here nor there unless somebody listens, you know. So to have the folks listening and uh, and participating too, because because it's it's not just the listening; they have to participate to have that going on. Is what really matters, and to have a good crew like we have with the Apple C Project uh, is what keeps me coming back and doing it. Because of course I'm not, uh, I don't make a penny off the show, and uh, and I try and make sure that the information that I'm putting out is good information. And listen, anytime you guys uh, have anybody out there listening has any. Uh, if they have anything that they want to hear on the show, if they have any guests they want to hear, etc., then we'll be more than glad to uh, to try and get them on. Uh, last week we were supposed to have Benjamin Smith from uh, uh, Patriot Magazine, and I guess there was a, a mix-up between he and I on uh, on when uh, when each of us thought this was going to happen, and. Uh, uh, so he'll be coming on uh, probably this next month in June sometime. So I want you to I don't want I want everybody to realize that that's still going to come on and that uh, Patriot Magazine is uh, is currently I believe running an ad for Appleseed uh, in their magazine and that we'd like for you guys to think about taking a subscription to the magazine uh, because it actually is chock full of the information that uh, that we are interested in and that we talk about at events, and that is the events uh, that occurred during the American Revolutionary War. And, 
and it has a lot of great information information in the magazine about that because part of part of what we're doing is honoring those who came before and the way to honor them is to remember them and the way that you do that is you tell stories about them <clears throat> and the way that you know how to tell stories is by getting the information and uh, and reading about them so that's what you're going to have to do and one of the good way to do it is to uh, get you a subscription to Patriots magazine and he'll be our guest uh sometime in June like I said later on tonight uh, in just a few minutes we're going to have Beth Schoenberg on and uh, she's going to talk to you uh, about her new project <clears throat> but possum so let me know you got a 713 number that means you're in, you're in Houston right you still there Okay, I may have I may have lost him. Uh, all right. Uh, anyway, like I said, I wanted to thank everybody for uh, for their participation in the show. The folks that come in the chat room and they keep the uh, the information available to folks in the chat room. Uh, uh, anybody that comes in to the chat room and asks for information, there's always a, a ton of folks who are ready to uh, to help out in there. And uh, and the folks that call in <clears throat> to the show, we appreciate uh, of everybody uh, in the program. Now, I told you that Beth Schoenberg would be uh, uh, on tonight. And as a matter of fact, she is here now. Beth, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. How are you doing? Uh, I'm just just perfect. <laughs> well, I've been listening here for a little while. Sounds like you got a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me let me take that back because perfect sounds like I'm uh, like I'm uh, bragging on myself. Uh, and what I just really meant to say was I'm I'm doing good. <clears throat> That's good. Because. Uh, because there's not enough time left in the show for me to tell you about all the problems. So I'll just leave it as I'm doing good. <laughs> well, and if we can't solve them, I guess it's no reason to tell them, huh? <laughs> exactly. Listen, that's one of the things you got to be careful about when you when you talk to folks. You got to be. That's a very dangerous question to ask somebody. How are you doing? Because yeah, you, they you might never tell know. You. They might actually tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm one of those. So be careful. Okay. Well, let, let's hear it. How are you doing, Beth? I'm doing good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good. Well, I told folks at the beginning of the show, uh, I reminded them, you've been on, uh, you were on, uh, let's see, uh, I guess about a month ago, a month and a half ago. And, Probably uh, so. Mm -hmm. And I told them, I reminded them about uh, <clears throat> about Mr. Brownfield uh, passing away and that yeah. you have uh, made the decision to continue on on the air with uh, with a new project that you're bringing on the air yourself. So tell us about that, Beth. Okay. Well, I, I started a new show. Uh, the Brownfield family felt led to close the old show down. So they did that on the 29th of April. And, and I really didn't have much notice, but they did that on the 29th of April, and I started a new show May 2nd, so we didn't miss a lick. The new show is named Common Sense with One Word, Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, and uh, – following kind of the same legacy that uh, Derry 
my mentor had taught me to do in the last 15 years. So trying to be the voice for our Constitution, the voice for our farmers, our ranchers in rural America, small businessmen, and just to stand up for for what our founding fathers intended this country to be. And so we do our best to do that day in and day out from 10 well, to 06 you- to 11 every morning. <laughs> <laughs> do you do uh, – you still do the, uh, the ag report? No, we never did the ag report. That's that's totally different from from the show. He founded the Brownfield Network, which did an ag report. But but the show is almost 17 years old. If he would have lived, it'd have been 17 years old um, in July. And I've been with right. him almost 15 years. But uh, no, the show was totally separate. It was talk show, uh, one hour talk show every day in the morning, where you can take a coffee break. So. Well. Uh, Tell us about about your show and about uh, about what you guys uh, like on an average day. What you might uh, discuss on the show? Okay, well, well, I'll just, I'll just go through this week. Let's see. We started out Monday with Richard Mack, uh, Sheriff Richard Mack, and uh, then today we had Jerome Corsi, and he's written a new book, and uh, he's done a lot of research on the birth certificate. Uh, of of President Obama's birth certificate. So we talked a little bit about that today. Um, We've been talking a little bit about uh, preparedness and, of course, with what's happened in Missouri down in Joplin. And then, of course, yesterday, Sedalia got hit with tornadoes and Oklahoma was hit. So we talked a little bit about that. And on Wednesday, I had Craig Smith on, and we talked about investments and and, investments. the economy of our country and how many different things affect that and how it affects you at home with the grocery bills and the gas bills and the fuel bills in your vehicle. And and we just cover a little bit of everything. Um, Well, that sounds like... uh, (laughs) That sounds like information that uh, is pertinent to every household uh, in the nation. Well, we try to educate. And um, we may not always get it right, but we just try to educate (laughs) it. If we put the things in front of the listeners, they're smart enough to figure things out because, you know, the mainstream media doesn't give you a lot of this, uh, a lot of the information that we give you on the Common Sense Coalition talk radio. Right. Well, mainstream media, and I've told the the, the listeners about this many times, uh, you know, it used to be, it used to be, uh, at some point, way, way back in antiquity, uh, they used to try and give you the information uh, and just the information on what was going on in our nation. And then, uh, and of course, I don't know that there's ever uh, been anybody that's truly uh, separated from their opinions or their points of view. I know that uh, way back when the media... Uh, attempted to do that. You know, they tried to make sure that they were giving the news in a uh, in a non-biased Unbiased. fashion. Yeah, that was supposed to be the earmark of a, of a professional. And then media moved into advertising, and now that's where their money comes from. It's from advertising. So, in order for you to to be able to charge a, a big amount for your advertising dollars, you have to have a lot of viewers. And for for you to have a lot of viewers, uh, it's a lot easier uh, to uh, to blow up stories and to make biased stories to make them sound better than just giving 
the information. You know, I kind of uh, compare it to the comedians. You know, you've got comedians that uh, some of them write a lot of good material, and then and then some of them just jump straight to profanity. You know, to get their laughs. And uh, I feel right. that's the same way that uh, the, the the current media does. Is that uh, everybody has an opinion and agenda that they're pushing, and you have to be very careful uh, when you're watching or reading news. And uh, the only way to make sure is to is to check out the information yourself. That's the only way you're going to make sure that you get the uh, the correct information. Exactly. And that's what we try to do. We try to put that information out there and, and, you know, we don't want you to believe what we say or what our guests say. We want you to, we're putting it out there so that you can make a decision. Um, There's things going on in legislature that, you know, that you don't hear about. I mean, the the USDA going against this family right now with the rabbits. Uh, I saw somebody on Facebook, one of the Appleseed guys, said, what on earth is going on here? USDA has been attacking the ranchers and the farmers and producers for years. And uh, this is just another issue, and we're going to talk about that tomorrow. And, well, I, uh, I, I read that story. Uh, I believe I read a story about that uh, several weeks ago. On uh, let's see, you, and it, I, it must have been USDA because they were talking. No, wait a minute. It wasn't the rabbits this time. It was <laughs> eggs. That's what it was. It was oh, yeah, eggs. They, were, they, they were after the they, eggs. They've been after they the said, raw you milk. Can't, you can't serve eggs unless they're USDA approved. Right. And, uh, it's a racket. And, and you know, they've, they've outlawed people drinking raw milk, selling raw milk. I mean, you know, our grandparents would have never been, alla- been allowed to drink the milk from the cow. And it's just it's just absurd what they're pulling and, and what they're doing to the farmers and the ranchers and the producers. And these are things that affect everyone. We're not just we're not just for the farmers and the ranchers. I mean, if it's affecting them, then it's affecting the consumers. And the consumers are being fed a line from the mainstream media, and it looks like the farmers are are doing something wrong or making some huge profit, and, and that's not the case at all. The farmers are the ones that are being pushed out of business. And and uh, anyway, we cover a little bit of everything. I've I had. Uh, I had uh, uh, Larry Pratt on just a couple weeks ago with uh, Gun Owners of America. It's been a while since I've had an apple seeder on. <laughs> I'm going to have to get that taken care of. Well, I'll be I'll be glad to. I think I <laughs> when did uh, I was on there about a month ago. I think wasn't I? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, a little over a month ago. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah, a little over a month but, ago. But I'll be glad to come on anytime. Uh, okay. Anytime you're anytime you're willing to have me, I'll be glad to have you on. <laughs> Um, I'll be glad to to come on your show, and you're always okay. welcome on this show. I'm always glad to have you on because you're. Uh, I never have to worry about uh, about trying to figure out uh, or get you to say something because uh, you're, you're always willing to say something. <laughs> a woman in a woman behind the microphone. <laughs> you know, I went to I went to a preparedness expo. Um, Oh, a couple of weeks ago down in Springfield, Missouri, and they had people from all over down there, and they were, you know, selling all kinds of wares. But Derry was actually scheduled to speak down there, and they had me come and speak in his place. And, and Larry Pratt had just gotten done talking, and, and he was he had to scoot on and go away. And he had talked about the liberals and, and their fear of people with guns in their hands. And when I got up to the microphone, I said, the only thing scarier than to a liberal with than a uh, 
citizen with a gun in their hand is a woman with a microphone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a conservative woman with a microphone is pretty scary to the liberals. <laughs> well, that's it, a lot it cuts of both ways. I mean, you know, I think a, I think a lot of times a woman with a microphone is scary just about to anybody. But uh... <laughs> now, now, watch it. <laughs> I want to give my new website if I can. It's yeah, a long one. I, I, I apologize like for that. To give out is it's, your new website, and then uh, and then also uh, uh, the way that we can uh, to get a hold of you yeah. and help out. So go All ahead right. and give us the info. Okay, my website is www.commonsensecoalitiontalkradio.com. That's www.commonsensecoalitiontalkradio.com. To reach me on email, it's just Beth at commonsensecoalitiontalkradio.com. I'm going to pay for a second domain and use uh, use some initials. <laughs> but right now I haven't done that yet. So my my email is just simply Beth, and that's B as in boy, E-T-H, at commonsensecoalitiontalkradio.com. And uh, my, my office right now is my kitchen and my cell phone. So I will give my cell phone number out. It's 573-338-338. Two one nine eight. Don't call me right now. I'm talking to Scout. <laughs> it's five seven three 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 eight two one nine eight. Okay. All right. And uh, we we put the uh, the uh, website into the chat room too. The uh, call oh, printer okay. did that. He he's my co-host and he's always on top of things there. Uh, and it's in there. And listen, uh, I want you guys to know that. Uh, that there are several ways. You know, I just gave a, a long spiel about how how we want to help uh, and we should help those folks who help us, and we help those folks uh, those folks who are helping the nation. And you're certainly one of those folks, Beth. And we want to be able to help you. So, uh, and I know that. Uh, that right now you are doing this on an absolute shoestring. So let me tell you guys, uh, if any of you guys uh, would like to help, make sure that uh, another voice uh, of reason is on the air, then there are a couple of things you can do. One, you can uh, talk to your local uh, broadcasters and make sure that you ask them if the if if they are not already broadcasting uh the show that if they wouldn't if you can ask them if they will consider broadcasting it and then and tell them that uh, you are willing to buy products from folks that sponsor the show and uh, see if we can't uh get the radio station picked up by more folks and then there's a more direct way which is uh you can send a few extra dollars uh, that way, and where do they send that, Beth? It'd be Post Office Box seventy three, and I'm in California, Missouri. It's not the sunny California; <laughs> it's the rainy one. California, Missouri, six five zero one eight. And I was going to say, Scout, anybody who has a local radio station that they think might be interested, shoot that at me, and I'll I'll try and contact them, and uh, you know. We can take care of that on this end too. I'll need to talk to him anyway and let him know how what frequency you know off the satellite to get it. Okay, 
So if you guys want to, uh, if you guys want to, if you have a local radio station <clears throat> that is the uh, the format that uh, would be appropriate for uh, uh, the Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, then uh, take that information and shoot it to Beth, and uh, she can give her spiel. Uh, but uh, it wouldn't help, wouldn't hurt. If you also send a, an email, and all of the radio stations have emails, except for I think some of the uh, NPR stations. The only reason I know that is because I used to do all the mailouts, uh, doing promo for for, uh, for the shoots. And every time I hit an NPR station, they didn't have an email, which I thought was strange. But but you can send the email to the radio stations and say, would you please carry the show? And then send the info, the contact info uh, to Beth, and uh, she will give them her pitch, and we'll see if we can't uh, help make sure that uh, that Beth and her information, her voice stays on the air. Well, right now we're on about 43 stations across 19 states. And, uh, you know, that's, that sounds like a lot, but, you know, we really need to be on about seven times that many and to get the word out, to uh, get the common sense out. But I'm also on shortwave, and I'm also on Internet. And you can listen live on Internet, or you can go and listen to the podcast shows, you know, anytime during the day at your convenience. And uh, But on on the stations, you know, something else we need is listeners. So if, if you're a listener, tell somebody else to listen. It's kind of like an apple seed thing. You know, invite somebody else. Bring them along. And then sponsors, if you know somebody or know of a product that you think would just fit or that I would just love and you think that I would want to sell it, let me know. Just shoot me an email. Let me see if I can do some research on it and, and see if they'll uh, see if they'll advertise with me or even sponsor. There's a difference between advertising and sponsoring. Right. Uh, and uh, do you guys already have some sponsors? I have a couple sponsors. Okay, anybody and I have, you mentioned? I have an advertising. Uh, OCM, Organization for Competitive Markets, and they are fighting for the competitive markets in the cattle industry and in um, in ag. And they are a nonprofit organization, so they, they struggle too. So they're sponsoring me as they can. I got a new sponsor. I got a new advertiser, and it's www.hambydairysupply. And it's for all these people that have decided they're going to milk their own cows and goats. And he offers all kinds of supplies. And that's really, that may sound funny, but there's a big push on that. People are doing more to be independent these days. Well, you know, and, I, think uh, folks are, I think folks are tired of getting stuff stuck in their food and their drinks and being told, that this is it. Look, you're going to drink this. We're going to put it in there, and you're going to drink it because you don't have any choice. And, uh, and I think that a lot of these folks, uh, a lot of folks uh, are deciding that that's, that it doesn't have to be that way, and a lot of folks are agreeing with them. I mean, uh, I know a lot of folks. We got uh, several of the folks, uh, actually a couple of instructors, that uh, are uh, making not making a living, but uh, part of their income is based on uh, like free range chickens and free range rabbits and stuff like that. And right. uh, you know, I. I think it's a a really good idea. And listen, let me say too that uh, that being in the cattle business myself, I can tell you uh, that <clears throat> I'm not getting rich, and uh, 
<laughs> very few people I know are getting rich. Now there are there are people I know though that uh, that do receive absolutely huge checks from the government for uh, really for nothing, for doing nothing. But uh, yeah, uh, but I'm certainly not one of them, and I've always been an advocate of uh, of getting the government out of agriculture. Now, oh, absolutely. There it needs might, to be uh, no. Yeah, it might be a hard to, to swallow at first because there would be a lot of price adjustments, but uh, but it would also make uh, sure that uh, that the uh, every year we lose thousands and thousands. I'm not just talking about a few. I'm talking about thousands of independent farmers and ranchers. They just they just can't do it anymore. And uh, every time you lose one, every time you you take those folks out of the system, you make our economy weaker. And not only that, have you heard what they're doing with the food? I mean, have you heard the stories about the pink slime (laughs) and then the meat blue? I mean, these are things that are going on, you know, in our country, and they're not letting the people, the consumers don't know what they're consuming. And that is something we talk about and uh, we've had Mike Calicrate on, and we're going to have some others on talking about that. And, and that now that has hit some of the news stories, those those uh, stories in the evenings where where they show different things going on, um, what's happening with the food, and that we're talking about your fast food markets and hamburger. You don't know where it's coming from. And, yeah, well, uh, listen, and, it, it's not just the fast food markets because I want to make no, sure no, people no, understand not. that it's not just the fast food. <laughs> Because uh, I was watching uh, one of the broadcasts, and that, of course, made me delve deeper into it, uh, deep enough that uh, that that it it's very disturbing. Because here's the thing: they were talking about how uh, they take. Uh, because I always joke with my wife about this because she eats bologna, but uh, <laughs> they they were talking about how they take uh, like the all the the junk that's left over. And you know, then they they bathe the it in ammonia, and then uh-huh. they take it and they process it, and they fix it into those little patties and nuggets and stuff. Guess who is the largest buyer of all those nuggets and patties that have been uh, scraped off the floor with a, a big broad uh, uh, with a snow shovel? And I hear that shovel scrape on that concrete floor uh-huh. every time I look at the bologna package. But uh, <laughs> the largest the largest consumers of that are our kids in the public schools. That's Absolutely. what they get fed. Is the, uh, that processed ammonium chicken parts? And the and, reason uh, they put the ammonia in there is because they're they're processing it, particularly in the beef. They're processing uh, the meat and the bone that is the vertebra, <clears throat> the spinal area where you would get like the disease or the mad cow and that kind of thing. And they're putting that ammonia in there for the bacteria that they're, when they're scraping it up off the floor. If you set that meat out, you'd not have any animal go to it. And yet we're feeding that to our children. And it's, you know, and it is the fast food restaurants that, that have started this and they, they just keep it going and it's in their stores. It's in the food that you're buying. And now they're doing the meat glue and you're just getting fooled to believe that you're getting this nice cut of meat. And it's just, cheap pieces of meat and it's glued together and this glue it's just it's just nasty what well, they're that's doing. What surprises me that the FDA hasn't come down on that yet because 
here's the thing. You know, my wife. Well, but you're uh, going eats, after the raw milk. <laughs> yeah. Well, my wife eats her steaks rare, and mm-hmm. I came from uh, a home of uh, of if it if if it wasn't on fire, then it wasn't cooked. Uh, you know, so everything was like blackened and hardened, and, and you know, I just ended up, I guess, developing a taste for that because that's what I ate. So my steaks, I, I don't eat rare. She eats hers rare. But here's the problem with that: is that uh, it's not just fast food and stuff that they're going after anymore. Like you mentioned, it's the uh, even the finer restaurants now are serving these cuts where they have glued different layers of meat together in order to make uh, even a nice fancy steak which is hard to detect even by the restaurateurs. The problem is is when you take a cut of meat, like a steak or something, and uh, you put it on there and you eat it rare, it, you're in pretty much good shape because what they've done is they've braised the outside of it and uh, they've killed all the bacteria on it. So you can eat that meat uh, you know, with uh, confidence because they've, they've raised the outside temperature where the bacteria is located uh, to a high enough temperature that it's killed all the bacteria. The problem is, is when you start gluing pieces together, is now you have bacteria that is uh, inside the meat. So, unless the whole piece of meat has been brought up to a high enough temperature, then that bacteria is still viable bacteria inside it. So, uh, the the stuff that uh, is going on now in the food industry is extremely important that you know about it. And that you do something about it, and that's one of the reasons that I'm glad, and that we're gonna, that we're pushing your show, Beth. I, I don't spend a lot of time talking about that on Appleseed on Appleseed Radio because, you know, we have a different uh, we have a different Format. agenda here. But uh, I do make sure that uh, I mention it at times whenever we have a guest like yourself that uh, that does talk about it because I want people to go to the places where they are talking about information that's important. And I don't know information that's much more important than having decent food. So, Well, and, and we know that the food, you know, to control the food is to control the people. And uh, if, you, if you don't have control over what you eat in your home, then how much freedom and independence do you really have? I mean, if they're going to tell you how many rabbits you can raise, if they're going to tell you you can't bathe or drink raw milk, what kind of freedoms do you have? If you can't put a chicken in the backyard and have the chickens and maybe sell a egg or two to a neighbor, then where is the independence? Where what does this country come to if we can't do that? We don't need the Department of USDA. They they are not helping the farmers and the producers and the ranchers. They're hurting well, them. They're trying to well, put the them out thing, of business. The thing is too is that uh, you know, I was reading the story about whenever they went after the folks that were uh that were selling the uh, free-range eggs, and uh, and I started thinking about it, and I said, you know, I don't believe I've ever heard of a case of salmonella that came from free-range eggs, and yet you get salmonella poisoning. <laughs> and I said, there's warnings all the time about it from the eggs that you get at the grocery store. Don't eat them raw. Oh, no, don't eat them raw. These are all FDA inspected. And you know so, the, the shelf life for an egg is, is almost... I mean, it's just forever. <laughs> Not quite forever, but I mean, it's weeks and weeks and weeks, the shelf life for an egg. And uh, I mean, it's one of God's perfect foods. Right. But, um, but yeah, the USDA has just done so much, and yet, yet they won't allow the cool. They don't think cool. I don't know if you know what cool is. It's country of origin labeling. And uh, 
like I said, Doreen Hannes is going to be on with me tomorrow. She is quite the patriot. I mean, she fights tooth and toenail for property rights, and a lot of this falls into that. A lot of it comes back to that. And she, in her little email to me as we're going to get ready to talk about what's going on tomorrow, she says, okay, so we can cover the bunnies, the excessive enforcing of self-written rules on magicians and small growers of pet bunnies, the fact that the fabulous <laughs> intellects in Congress cannot fund the Packers and Stockyard Act, and maybe the World Trade Organization saying we cannot have cool in the U.S., which is country of origin labeling. In other words, you're not allowed to know where that hamburger came from because they mix so many different countries of hamburger in one package. And you're not allowed to, it's not necessary for you to know. But if you're somebody who wants to make sure that you buy local, that you buy U.S. beef, you're never going to know because they don't want you to know. They don't want you to know where it's coming from. And you know, so it's going to be. <laughs> she's always a lot of fun. It's going to be pretty exciting tomorrow. <laughs> well, you know, there are a lot of movements on to do exactly that, and that is to make sure that you're buying local. And yes. and you're right. If you don't know where something has come from, how are you going to know how to do that? And the answer is, it's going to take a little bit of work. You're going to have to do a little bit of research and find out how you can buy local. Because, <clears throat> and this is one of the things that I cover. Uh, in another part of my life uh, that uh, I speak to a lot, of, a lot of folks about this, and that is if you're going to make sure that your community, that your area survives in the future, then you're going to make, have to make sure that these things are in place. Every time that, uh, that, that, uh, that folks are not allowed to have some chickens, like you were talking about earlier. We're not talking about, I'm not talking about the places that uh, dot the countryside around here where they have uh, the uh, 300,000 chickens in each of the barns. I'm talking about uh, just the folks uh, that have uh, a dozen, two dozen chickens. And like you said, they you know they eat their own eggs and then they sell some to their neighbors, etc. If folks are going to be forced out of that, then, then where are you going to get your food? If something happens, how are you going to get food if if it is not available locally? Right, and, and you know, it, when you have a tragedy, uh, say anything would shut down the trucking industry. I mean, it could be anything that maybe the trucks couldn't get to your area. You only have three days of food in the grocery stores for that community. So if the truck doesn't come in three days, that community is out of food if you're strictly relying on what's brought in in the grocery store. Yeah, even that is a fallacy because I've seen it happen uh, probably probably six or seven times in my lifetime. And, and when I, we and say there's three days of food the on the shelves, yeah, when you say there's three days of food on the shelves, they mean they're not talking about, uh, uh, I'm telling you, if you go on the third day, then you better be ready to eat some Gaines burgers and some Purina because... Uh, everything else is going to be gone by the third day. When we're only three days away from anarchy on any single day of the year, three days away from it, you have something that happens, like you said, that shuts down uh, transportation, that doesn't allow the trucks to come. Those trucks don't come. In three days, the food is cleaned out. Let me tell you, when people don't have any food, if there's no food available after those three days, people are going to start uh, getting a little testy. That's right. <laughs> you have and to. And they'll have be knocking a, at your back door. 
But you, you know, you have to be, we have to be prepared. And that's another thing that we try to discuss. And you got to be prepared. And, you know, I used to live out in the country where, you, you know, if bad weather hit, you couldn't get into town anyway. Or if the kids were sick, you didn't leave. So you wanted to make sure you had plenty in the freezer and plenty on the shelf so that you could cook. I mean, so you could have food for a couple of weeks if you couldn't get to town, you know. There's a lot of things you can freeze that people don't think about freezing. Now, obviously, that won't work in the summer if you lose power. But, um, you know, in the winter, you can just stick it outside if you're in Missouri. <laughs> but it's, um, you know, you got to learn to be prepared and have stuff on the shelf and ready and uh, options, other alternatives to uh, to taking care of your family, not just with food. Food is the main thing, but you've got to have other things. You've got to be ready. And that's something we talk about. Right, and... And like I said, we uh, I, I talk about this in another part of my life, but I, I also every once in a while I'll bring it in here, and that is that uh, that I feel it's the duty of all of the folks in uh, Appleseed. I feel it's the duty for them, for us to be prepared to weather at least uh, the most common uh, types of situations. Because you have to be able to to feed yourself, your family, have water, uh, energy, shelter, and uh, and security in order to make sure that you and your family are good. And if you can't do that, then how are you going to provide leadership for the rest of your community? And it's the I feel it's a duty because it's the civic duty of our organization, and we're we are based on a civic duty model that that we are in a position we've done enough uh, preparing that we are in a position that we can provide leadership and help for our community and uh, and one of those things is to uh, you have to make sure that there is the ability to produce food locally and uh, uh so uh, I would, I'd like folks to listen. Make sure that they make sure that if you're listening to me now, that you're listening uh, tomorrow uh, to Beth. And if you can't listen while she's on the air live, she she told you earlier, you can go to the uh, you can go to the site and get the uh, the show. You can download it to your iPod. So that's what I do now. Is I download uh, uh, all kinds of stuff to my iPod and I listen to it while I'm working. And uh, we have it streaming and we have podcasts. We have it archived, so you can you can go and listen to that day. It's streaming all day long on the live button, or you could go and listen to it at your leisure at podcast on the yeah. Podcast we have one page. of the folks one of the folks in the chat room, Tecris, uh, who who just said uh, uh, that they took his five chickens. They took his chickens. Yeah, the city took, took his, his chickens. five chickens. So, Why did he uh, take his chickens? That must be I'm in, uh, I believe that's in crime. Indiana. So Neighbor fish and in riding. Oh, they must have been crowing too much, huh? You should have just given the neighbors some apes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you're you know, saying. Okay, like, Tucker, <laughs> you're, saying, you're saying that they were, they were, they had to give, the, the neighbors had to give their permission for you to have the chickens. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Wow. Well, you know, I got a neighbor across the road here that's got uh, a whole bunch of rabbits. He didn't ask my permission, <laughs> but he keeps them in his cages. I'm good with that. Right. And then, <laughs> and uh, and Tecris, you also do have it. 
you certainly have it right that the cities and towns uh, are where apple seed is going to be uh, made or broken, and that's correct because that's where the people are. Uh, a lot of people, but uh, but that's only half of the people. You know, the other half right now are still rural. So, but that's uh, but the cities, of course, are where you can get in touch with most of the people at once. It's the easiest way well, to do you that. Know, Texas, that, that's that is a property rights issue and uh, you have the right to have chickens in your backyard you know they're not hurting anything you've got them pinned up and they're not in the neighbor's yard they shouldn't have to tell you what you can are they telling you what kind of grass to grow you know i you know i got really upset with my community last year because they were talking about how tall your grass could get and the weeds and i'm thinking you know what unless it's blocking the view it's none of their business right right yeah well we've got that's uh <laughs> that's certain uh, certainly a an issue all over America you know is uh is folks telling other folks what they can and can't do and of course I'm sure sometimes it's needed but you know the problem is is that whenever you give somebody that power or that position and you tell them all right well we need you to do is we need you to tell other folks what to do then that uh that can very easily create a monster you know, the same way that uh, when you tell folks, okay, your job now is to start making some rules. And uh, for that person to keep their job, they have to keep cranking out rules. And uh, and that can also, you know, turn into a monster. Well, so I hope it doesn't happen, but there may come a day when those neighbors are going to wish he had those chickens because oh, the yeah. pretty little grass isn't going to feed them. <laughs> there, there may be a day. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you know, he's looking for some land out in the country. Tech Chris, if you want to come down to you. Texas, uh, I'll slice out an acre down here, and you can have the uh, the acre to live on down here. <laughs> Just ask him to give you a few uh, eggs every once in a while. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Beth, we're coming up to the end of the show, but I want to ask uh, for you to uh, – I want to ask for you to give out the information again, real quick. Uh, okay. The uh, my co-host has been uh, has been staying on top of it and putting it out, but let's go ahead and hear it from you he once again. Been. The information, your website. Okay. My website is www.commonsensecoalitiontalkradio.com, and you got to get it all in there. Commonsensecoalitiontalkradio.com. My email is the same. You just put Beth and at in front of it, Beth at CommonSenseCoalitionTalkRadio.com. And if you want to reach me by phone, it's 573-338-2198. If you just want to drop me a little pretty card and say have a good day, my uh, address is Post Office Box 73, California, Missouri, 65018. And if you want to stick 5 bucks in the card or 10 bucks or 20 that won't hurt either. I won't turn it down, that's for sure and for certain. <laughs> well, best of luck and skill to you. Uh, well, thank you. Beth. It's been a pleasure to be here with you tonight. And uh and if you need somebody to come on, we'd love to I'd love to to come on whenever you get a, whenever you are ready, just uh, give me a call and let me know. Okay. And then we'll be, we'd like to have you back on again in another month or so too. All righty. Just name the day and I'll be there. All right, and until then, uh, God bless you and yours. Keep watch over you, and keep doing Thank what you. you're doing. Okay, we can't Thank you, sir. we can't have 
the the most important voices uh, going silent because because they do every single day they do and every time one mm-hmm. does we find ourselves in more danger. Yes, yes. All right, and well, I plan to get another shoot here soon. Oh, okay. All and, right. Uh, we'll talk to you another day. All right. Thank you, Beth. Bye-bye. God bless you. And uh, everyone else, we'll be back on uh, next Thursday, uh, 7 p.m. Central. And uh, and I'll let you know when uh, Benjamin Smith from Patriot Magazine is going to be on. All right, God bless everyone, and we'll see you this next Thursday. Good night.